listening to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV Experience. Travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Happy Thursday. Thanks for making us part of your day. A little bit of technical difficulties on my side of things today. Show might get weird. I mean, you can't go to the one sites or the couple sites you need. You know, it's football season. Your laptop says, no, sir. (laughs) Right. And, um... I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It's not allowing me to go to places like NFL.com, ESPN.com, but it's whatever. Hey, don't worry. I got you, boo. I can still go to MidAmerica. I got your back. <laughs> You're going to have to do a, uh, a lot of research for us today. But go, we ahead are... and, go ahead and look at your teammates and let them know I got your back. <laughs> yeah, Where's Jameis when we need him? You know, Jameis, like, on Sunday, so many people were like, he's so funny. Like, oh my gosh, look at him. He's just unintentionally hilarious. And yes. I completely agree with it, though. I, he is funny. And that is, like, I laughed at it. He wasn't doing that to be funny. No. That's just him being corny. Being like, oh, you told me to literally look at the person next to me. I'm going to. I'm a good oh, team is player. Oh, he 5'6"? I'll bend down. I don't care. <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, the first time I watched it, I didn't notice Jameis. And I was just like, I don't understand like what the thing was this video. Like, this isn't very motivational. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, this is about Jameis. And then when I focused in on him, I was like, this guy is unreal. Like, <laughs> right. could you imagine standing there as a running back at like five, six, like, and all of a sudden your quarterback just is like right there in your like face? Like trying to make eye contact with you? Like, look at me. This, I'm looking straight ahead. This is what he said to do. <laughs> yeah. I need you to make eye contact with me hey, or look, we won't win this game. Look at me. <laughs> Psst, bro. Yeah. He said, look. Bro, take it serious. Come on. We're a <laughs> but, team. Stop goofing. Jameis, like, I'm trying to look at the other guy on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Stop it, man. You're making it awkward. Why do you always do this? Uh, but we are going to get into some college football game picks. And also we have the Jaguars and Bengals tonight. Going to get into some of these NBA vaccines and what's going on there. Uh, and then also talk a little bit more football. There's news with like Antonio Brown, and Deshaun Watson, Richard Sherman, a lot of this stuff. But let's do start with... Uh, some of our game picks for Saturday. This is going to be one hell of a college football weekend. Uh, I believe I told you guys earlier in the week, try to get your chores done. Yeah. If you have like a Saturday morning stuff, you usually do. Uh, the games kick off at 11, and they're absolutely fantastic. And the first game on the slate is going to be number two, Georgia, at number eight, Arkansas. Georgia comes in as an 18.5-point favorite in this game, and I can't believe that. I, I mean, is Vegas just thinking that Arkansas is just going to fold over? Like, just roll over and die? I guess so. And again, Not these hogs, I'll tell you that. I checked because, you know, I have a tendency to mess up where games are being played. This game is being played in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah. That's going to be a tough place to play for Georgia. For I mean, anybody, but I mean, you've 18 said it before, and a half points. It's, it's tougher to play in Arkansas than it is at Texas A&M. I stand by that, too. Some people maybe said I was high. He started to get some attention Maybe on I social was. media. Who knows? Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was drunk. Who knows? I think you were serious. But at the same time, like this is a huge game. 
Like this is one of those deals where Two we look undefeated at, SEC teams. Yep, and Georgia, we know their defense is just filled with studs. But at the same time, like watching Arkansas play a couple times this year, that defense isn't joking around either. I mean, they Texas A&M wasn't yep. able to get anything going all game, and that was in like a neutral site. And now you get this game in Arkansas. Like we thought that place was rocking when they played Texas. It's about to be on a whole nother level. Yep. SEC matchup, you're playing a number two team. You're a top ten, a top ten ranked team. Top, top 10. ten, you're top, top ten ranked it's team. Top ten, Paul. <laughs> top ten matchup. Look at look at the Razorbacks go, Paul. <laughs> so, I mean, this is going to be a fun game and exciting one. But like eighteen and a half is way too much. Like, and my question for you here, like with this and the next couple games, is if Arkansas beats Georgia, how far do they go up in the rankings, and how how much does Georgia fall? If Arkansas wins this, how do you not put them at number two? That big of a jump. Like, I remember when Texas beat Oklahoma and they went from five to one. Like, them and Oklahoma just switched spots. Yeah. Because that was the heat of that rivalry. My mom was talking trash. I was like, Mom, you better zip it. You better shut your mouth. And that was one time she listened to me because Texas laid down the the wood. (laughs) Uh, I I think they would jump very high. And it would be a very strong case for putting them at number two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because they beat Texas. They beat Texas A&M. And then if you beat number two Georgia, like I'm, that is a better resume than what Oregon has done. Yeah, who sits at number three? And their big win right now is over Ohio State, correct? Right. Yeah. And Ohio State, like they're looking yeah, they're okay. Not looking that good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's looked better there before. So I'm actually going to take Arkansas in this game, not to win, but that's the great thing about Las Vegas. I don't have to do that. Yeah, I just know that they won't lose by 18 and a half points. Is Jefferson playing this game? Do you know? He, I he, don't know, and you know what? I can't look it up either. Fuck. <laughs> well, well, I ask questions. Let me look up the answer, bud. Like I said, I, I got your back, see, dog. Uh, JT Daniels, the quarterback for Georgia, mm-hmm. is playing, but he's limited due to um, it was like a shoulder injury. So that's uh, another thing to keep an eye on too with Georgia. <laughs> I mean, they've scored points before. They just ran it up on Vandy, but. That's not Arkansas. I asked this question. College football doesn't give an injury report, so we won't know until no, probably the you, game like, starts. You really have to dig into it. Now, but, you know, he came back and played in that game, so I imagine that he will be yeah. playing. And I, I do think this is going to be a whole different world. I know I'm excited about Georgia in that defense, but I do think that a lot of the odds makers are really underestimating Arkansas and what they're able to do. And honestly, Texas A&M could not move the ball against them. They couldn't. Texas but- couldn't move the ball against them either. And we really thought it was like, man, Texas just sucks. Maybe it's just Arkansas is that good. And so the right. thing is, like, we look at Arkansas. They've played some tough teams so far this year. Like, 15 Texas, we like to consider that maybe. They didn't treat it like it was a tough game. They won 40-21. to 21. But Texas A&M, we all knew, like, hey, that's a tough matchup. And they beat them 20-10. to 10. Looking at Georgia, they've really not played anyone this year. Because when we look at how Clemson is now, like, that opening week, right. Clemson was ranked number three. Georgia won that game 10-3, to but since then they've played UAB, South Carolina, and Vandy. Like, yeah. they have not had any competition these last couple of weeks, and if they come in here overlooking Arkansas, well, the Razorbacks are going to take full advantage of that. It, I think that the two quality ones that they have, Texas and Texas A&M, yeah. I think both teams overlooked them. 100%. I, and I can say that because it doesn't sound like I'm biased. Texas and Texas A&M. <laughs> Both overlooked them. It's just like, oh, it's Arkansas. Like, at some point, they're going to crumble. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how this many, might be a new Arkansas. Yeah, how many points do you need to, to score to be, you know, within range of Georgia here? And I know we the like looking at the, great. the point differential. Georgia is allowing five points a game. Now, granted, they've not played anybody, <laughs> and they're scoring 42. 
Arkansas, who has been playing a couple teams, is scoring 35 points and only allowing 14. So I'm sure these numbers are going to fluctuate quite a bit after this week. And I tell you, sitting here Thursday morning, I saw the over-under was set at 48. I'm very tempted to hit that under. The under? Yeah, I think both these defenses are so good that I just don't know if these offenses are going to score. So that has to put it, like, again, taking Arkansas Mm -hmm. in terms of the spread. I mean, I could definitely see this being a 24-21 game. I'm rooting for Arkansas this game. Like, nothing against Georgia. And I've always kind of had, like like you said, you like Georgia, do like them being a mascot. Like When I started watching football, I was like, who's a Bulldogs? Went mm-hmm. to school, that was what our mascot was. So I've always kind of had that thing for Georgia. Like, I kind of like him, but at the same time, like I've never publicly been like, yeah, let's go Georgia. Arkansas, though, I like the underdog story here. This Put some is respect on their name. A They're game, local, too. Yeah, this is going to be a game where I don't know who I'm rooting for until I start watching it. Yeah. Or that, like, my subconscious will come out and be like, hey, you're low-key an Arkansas fan. Or... <laughs> Remind me of how much I like Georgia once they start scoring points. This could be the possibility where it's like, I want to go for Arkansas, and then the game starts, and I'm like, you know what? Bulldogs, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Especially if, like, I'm very susceptible to if the if somebody sways and, like, everybody starts rooting for Arkansas. Yeah. Then you know me. I'm going to be on that Georgia bandwagon <laughs> and be like, screw everybody who thinks Arkansas is going to win. But, I mean, for betting-wise, my money is going on. Arkansas for this game just because that point spread of 18 and a half points. Has your pick six article dropped yet? It will drop tomorrow morning. It will drop tomorrow. Perfect. Yep. Okay. But here's a, a little preview of some of the games that I will be picking for tomorrow. And then another undefeated matchup of top 10 teams is Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Maybe we should address the fact that if you're a YouTube TV user, <laughs> you might not be able to watch this game. Due to NBC? I believe so. I would love to. I think this game is an NBC it game. It is, yeah. Uh, so. I should have known that. It's fucking Notre Dame. Right. I know sometimes they'll sneak games on other networks, but uh, I love this match. Which, by the way, if you're YouTube TV, figure that shit out. Well, like, I don't think it's their fault. I know, but still, you got to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Like, oh, well, our price might drop by 10 bucks. Oh, but it NBC better be a lot more than that. Time. So, like, I'm on the other side of the fence. You're, you're mad at NBC? Oh, yeah. NBC pulls this shit all the time. Or like ABC with, uh, who is it? Direct TV or yeah. Dish. They'll just be like, oh, it's football season. Now we want to negotiate. Like, now let's figure it out. Like, they know what they're doing. They put this deadline at, like, September 30th. They know it's football season. They know that people like YouTube TV and Direct TV will bend over backwards and just give them whatever they want. So is that part of it then? Is That's it- part of it. That's the whole thing. Man. I don't know that for sure. I'm getting mad at the wrong people. I'm getting <laughs> yeah. mad at the good guy. Yeah, you're like, YouTube TV, you suck. And I'm like, no, it's... It's NBC? It's, a, it's hey, the networks. That's on me. I'm it's sorry. It's big network. It's They're trying to ruin everything. That's what they do. But they? when you air football games, you know that you can run everything. But if you are a YouTube TV subscriber, they're going to lower their price. And you can go... So they're going to lower their price by 10 bucks. That decision is supposed to be made today. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be refreshing that email inbox. Yeah. Uh, you can lower your price by 10 bucks if they don't get it. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and sign up for Peacock, which is only 5 bucks a month. So, so honestly, kind of works out. I'm saving 5 bucks a month. Like, yeah, I'm going to have to put my email and So maybe we shouldn't be mad at anybody. Else. Maybe we should just be like, hey, thank you both. <laughs> I keep $5 in my pocket. Yeah, thanks for the 5 bucks. Now I, I can might go subscribe watch to the draft or, You know what I'm like going to do? I'm going to go get one of those little antenna things. <laughs> Screw Local you, channel Peacock. that shit. <laughs> Screw you, YouTube TV. I can get this game with a little antenna. 
Yeah. I've done it before. You can get them on Amazon. You can get one that's like not even the antenna. It's just like a black little square. Yep. And just sticks to your wall. You know what? I think I have one still. I think I gave you one. If uh, not, then I've didn't. kept it. You have so one. I still have one. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So uh, other games, yeah, though. Screw you, Peacock and NBC. <laughs> Cincinnati and Notre Dame, like we've been talking about. Uh, Cincinnati is the two-point favorite in this one. And a uh, little common theme here, the road team, the favorite in our first two games of these top ten matchups. Uh, the Georgia one, probably not surprising. Cincinnati being a favorite at Notre Dame and the higher-ranked team, I don't think Brian Kelly ever saw this happening when he left Cincinnati to join Notre Dame. <laughs> Obviously, Notre Dame's the bigger program. I'm not like trying to say he was wrong for doing that. But I like Cincinnati in this game. The two points really just makes it a pick em for me. I, I think that Cincinnati can win this game as a favorite. They'll probably win it by like three points. So I am going with the Bearcats. I think that's a more veteran team. Uh, Notre Dame played well against Wisconsin, but like, is Wisconsin good? Like we'll with, talk about them later too. With Cincinnati being a veteran team, like you mentioned, could this be? Are they not going to be intimidated by Notre Dame? Like they're not going to be going to Notre Dame. They're not going to be showing up and be like, man, we're playing Notre Dame. Like you don't think mm-hmm. that's going to be an issue for them? I think it's going to be the other side of it. I think that they're going to go into Notre Dame with the mentality that this is our prove it game. Everybody's been questioning us. This is our national TV game kind of with NBC, Peacock, whatever. Uh, but I, I think this is their chance to prove it. And for Notre Dame, they're probably just looking at it like, yeah, there's number seven, but it's Cincinnati. Yeah. Like, oh, is, so you think Notre Dame might be overlooking a, them. This isn't a Power 5 school. Like, I, I know they're undefeated. I see the ranking. But I, I do think that Notre Dame could overlook Cincinnati. Now, maybe Brian Kelly, the coach of Notre Dame, will have his guys ready to go and be like, mm-hmm. no, that's a legit program. I know he, he had positive things to say about Cincinnati earlier in the week. But I do think this is a situation where Cincinnati comes in and looks to to make a point, to prove that they belong with, uh, you know, all the other Power 5 schools and then plus them. I, I And I think they'll make, make a statement. I think this is their chance to prove who they are and really, like, start making some noise for the college football playoff because the teams that are in front of them have not been playing better than Cincinnati. And I, I think that's a damn good football team. Uh, and is this also an opportunity for Riddler to kind of show everyone, like, hey, I'm a a top pick here in terms of quarterback. Like, can he take over the number one quarterback spot Ritter? with this game? Ritter against the defense of Notre Dame. Because like you've mentioned before, there's a couple playmakers that are that are really good. Mm-hmm. If he has a good game, can this be one of those deals where we're looking at it and I was like, okay, hey, this guy, he's working his way up to the top. Oh, or is yeah. he already kind of there? No, I, I think that he still has a lot of work to do and to prove that he can do it against a good defense. Notre Dame does have a good defense. So if he can have a big game, I mean, that helps his Heisman stock. That helps his draft stock. It, it's definitely going to be all eyes on Cincinnati and Notre Dame. Like The, uh, the Arkansas and Georgia game is at the same time, but like people are going to be going back to watch this game. Yeah. And, you know, if you're scouting Desmond Ritter, one of the first games you're going to watch is him against Notre Dame. At least that's how I have always done it. Like I go to who's your toughest opponent? I want to see that game, not like a I don't know. I guess some people probably do it chronologically. Want to see you progress through the year, but for me, I immediately go to what's your toughest game? I want to see you play, you know, Ohio State or Notre Dame, and that's how I do it. So I I think that he knows that. Also, that's a lot of pressure to deal with, though. Yeah, but I think he can. Being a veteran team, yep. Okay. Yeah. So I'm definitely taking Cincinnati. In this one, I didn't get the over under before I started having computer problems. <laughs> so uh, let me let me help you out there, bub. Yeah, but I mean, so many other good games. Fifty and a half. I'll take that over. 
over 15 and a half? Yep. I will because I, I like Cincinnati's offense. It's going to be a beautiful day in Notre Dame, Indiana. 78 degrees. Oh, nice. We're going to have a lot of rain here this weekend. So that definitely affects betting if it's going to be a nice day or not, especially on that over. You know what? I didn't see the rain droplets in the clouds on the weather report. Oh, no. It's going to be a little rainy. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to the Weather Channel app and be like, how much rain? At what time are we raining? But I'll still, I feel confident in that over. It's going to be a good game. I'm I think excited for it. can put up some points in Cincinnati. A very good offense. Well, I mean, over. they put up 41 last week in Chicago. So Right, against a good Wisconsin defense. Mm-hmm. That offense is trash, but that defense is good. <laughs> uh, and then maybe the game of the day. I think this is the game of the day. Um, number 12 Ole Miss at Alabama. Alabama the 14-and-a-half point favorite. Over under 79-and-a-half. I'm going to say that again just in case you're like, wait, did he say 79-and-a-half? I did. 79.5. 79-and-a-half points. I am so scared to take that over. I don't think that I can that is a lot. Are they just expecting Alabama to score that much, or are they expecting this to be like a back-and-forth game? I think a back-and-forth I hope so. I want this because, like, Alabama's favored by 14-and-a-half. Granted, they're at home. Mm-hmm. I want Ole Miss to win this game. I do want. You? I really do. And it's not to be like an Alabama hater. I love him. I respect him. Uh-huh. I get it. But, like, I really want Lane Kiffin to get this win. And so people can respect him. I feel like he just he's kind of like the laughing stock of very much college so for football. a while. You know what I mean? And like even now, it's like there was a quote where he's like, "I've scored more, or I've had was it more misses like on a Wednesday wine night than I have like against this Alabama defense." He does play well against Alabama. Yeah, like even like, last year it was kind of a shootout. So I guess that's what the odds makers are thinking here again too. I I do think a lot of points will be scored. I just don't know if it'll be eighty. Like, 42-38, like, is that really going to happen in this game? I it hope. fucking could. <laughs> it's a scary thing. Like I said, Lane Kiffin, he will be able to draw up plays against Nick Saban in that defense. Honestly, the defense hasn't – they haven't been that, like, lights-out defense that we're so used to at, Notre, at uh, Alabama. Alabama because they've been scoring so many points on offense recently. Uh, this is really, like – it's a great game for the Heisman, too. Matt Corral, he's the Heisman favorite. Bryce Young on the other side of Alabama. He's another one of the top guys. Like, this is almost, um, it's very early on in the season, but whoever wins this game has a big game. You become the Heisman favorite next week. Oh, 100%. And I mean, Alabama, their, one t- their toughest matchup of the year so far against Florida, mm-hmm. like Florida scored 29 points on them. And Florida doesn't have as good of an offense as Ole Miss. Exactly. And like I would love to see Corral just go nuts. And I heard Lane Kiffin talking earlier in the week going like, hey, talking to his coaching staff going, hey, uh, this is something special. You don't get a lot of these guys come through that often. Well, we Who talked can about make the plays, throw from the uh-huh. different arm angles. Like that's for like your coaching that's on your team in leading your offense. He's like, let's appreciate this and take advantage of it. And with you know, we talked about Desmond Ritter. This is a huge game for him. It's also a huge game for Matt Crowell. This is the biggest game he's ever played in, mm-hmm. uh, because he is kind of the he's emerging as QB one in the draft. I was going to say, is this that dark horse quarterback that we were talking about in the offseason? Like, hey, who mm-hmm. is it in college football that's going to come up that we're not talking about now that ends up becoming the number yeah. one QB? With him, it's a it's going to be a little bit different because so many people, myself included, were looking for those dark horse quarterbacks this mm-hmm. year that so many people do have that Matt Corral take who. Um, who would you compare him to that's kind of in the NFL right now? In the league? Yeah. 
I don't know. He's so small. Would but it be like a, a Baker Mayfield, the Kyler Murray, yeah, the Russell I, Wilson type of size, and like, yeah, he's just not as thick as those guys. Yeah, because even Baker is like he's pretty thickly built. He's like six foot two twenty, mm-hmm. and a very strong arm. Kyler, that just seems lazy, but it, like that's probably the one. Yeah, Zach Wilson, I would say he's very okay. similar to Zach Wilson, gotcha. another dark horse guy <laughs> from last year, but probably more athletic, able to run. But he's just so really? slender built but he also has a very strong arm can make a lot of the throws and if he does if he plays well against Alabama win or lose I still think he's a favorite for the Heisman and can solidify himself does he have that Johnny Manziel like ask type of play to his game because we've seen that succeed against Alabama right like Texas A&M upsetting Alabama well I've said before the way to beat Alabama is to be aggressive yeah. You, you can't sit back and play conservative and be like, oh, man, I hope we win the time of possession battle. <laughs> no, fuck that. you got to create turnovers and make big plays. And that is oh, like, wow. that's Lane Kiffin for you, though, and that's Matt Corral. So I wouldn't be shocked if Ole Miss won this game, but I, I do think Alabama wins. I don't think they cover, though. So if we're making picks against the spread, I think Ole Miss can keep this game close. It might be bad. Like, it might not actually be a close game, but it will be within 14 points. So you're taking Ole Miss to cover the spread. Mm-hmm. Okay. I yep. thought you said that for a second. You weren't taking them, but gotcha. So, so far, you're taking everyone to cover. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> he, like, seems surprised by saying yes. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, I 100% am. So uh-huh. Georgia favored by 18.5 against Arkansas. You're well, taking no, I'm Arkansas. Pick, I'm taking Arkansas. Yeah, to cover the spread. And then Cincinnati favored by two against Notre Dame. You're taking Cincinnati to cover that? Yep. So you're taking Cincinnati to pretty much win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I put then, money on that. Okay, and then Old Miss at Alabama. Alabama favored by fourteen and a half. You're taking Old Miss to cover. Next yep. up was or Michigan fourteenth for at Wisconsin. And Wisconsin's only favored by one and a half. The fact that Wisconsin is favored in this game makes me think the people in Vegas are stupid. <laughs> but I know they're not because I know that I miss on a lot of these bets. Yeah, and sometimes it feels very obvious, and it's not. But Michigan has played so much better than Wisconsin this year. Like, Wisconsin getting beat by Notre Dame. Like, I know, like, oh, Notre Dame's a good team. Cool. Losing to Penn State. Penn State is also a good team. But Wisconsin has not looked good at all. And Graham Mertz, the quarterback for Wisconsin, has thrown more interceptions than he has touchdowns. Uh, If I check my notes here real quick, that's not good. You're not supposed to do that. Uh, 566 yards, one tutty. And six interceptions. Yeah, those are uh, like my stats. <laughs> Does he have like negative seven hundred sack yards? Because oh, I mean, that, the offense has been atrocious. That is tough. But with, I mean, with this spread, like you said, could it be because Michigan hasn't really played any tough defenses? I mean, they played Rutgers last week and they only were able right. to score twenty points. Mm-hmm. And you said Wisconsin has a really good defense. And I've been asking the question to you, like over social media. I don't think I've asked you here on the podcast yet but like does Michigan have a quarterback now and could this be a team that might beat Ohio State later in the year I know this is their first kind of yeah. game to where we can test that it really see. is their first big matchup and as far as their quarterback I haven't watched a lot of him yeah. play yet but I'll watch this game this weekend I think with Wisconsin being the one and a half point favorite they know where this game's being played so do I it's in Madison Wisconsin yeah that's a home field advantage but I've also seen a lot of – so many people are starting to mock the jump around thing. You know, I had my take with uh, Spencer Rattler 
yeah. and that Texas fans and other fans should start the <laughs> we want Caleb chant. Yeah. Like, just get out in front of it and be like, yep, we're doing this. And I still think people should if you're not an Oklahoma fan. Yeah. If you're an Oklahoma fan and you're doing it, you are just fucking stupid. <laughs> but if you're a Texas fan and you're not doing it, you're also fucking stupid. Yeah. So uh, don't be stupid. It's kind of like the same thing. Like Notre Dame fans were doing jump around last week. And it's, it's kind of taking the steam out of it. Like, oh, yeah, whatever. So we're, we're all joining in. Like, let's get it. <laughs> Don't even care. Oh, you think that's fun? You think that's going to scare us? If, Watch this. We can jump too, If I'm Michigan and I'm on the sideline. I don't know why I'm jumping in my chair like people can <laughs> they see can't me. can't see you. <laughs> yeah. If I'm Michigan, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I'm telling my guys, hey, fourth quarter, they're going to play some bullshit. We're going to join in. We are also jumping around. We're going to get excited. We're going to get pumped up for this. We're going to take all that momentum that they think they're building, and we're going to use it. Can you imagine them. Wisconsin like sitting there like, all right, here's our shit. Like, let's go. And you look over, and Michigan's like, jump around. Yeah. Jump, they're jump, throwing jump waving towels, <laughs> yeah. too. I'm like, what the fuck is happening on I that sideline? I also side did line? not know this song was a tradition at Wisconsin. Is that a new thing? Has it always been a thing? Um, I knew about it when we were up there. I feel like I just heard about it like this year, it's and really, I talked to my other buddies, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't ever remember it like being a big deal either." Yeah, it's so. starting to get more and more popular. Okay, sweet. But I, I think a lot of teams are moving towards this, like adopting a song and being like, "This is our jam for the fourth quarter," yeah. and like enter Sandman at Virginia Tech to start the game. Mm-hmm. That's a tradition, which is just so cool. There's Alabama has one that they've kind of changed the lyrics to. I know it. I don't. Dixieland Delight. I was going to say, I don't know songs. I'm but, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but they you change the all the lyrics. Guy. And then even like uh, the university was like, hey, you can't play that song anymore. But so there are a lot of universities who are doing it. And I think Wisconsin probably did help lead that charge. It's at least one of the most popular ones. But I'm, I'm picking Michigan in this one too. The one and a half points doesn't scare me at all. I, I almost said I think Michigan's a legit team. I will decide that after Saturday. So this is the game they where... They could still win and me be like, nope, they're actually crap. So, so right now you're kind of on the verge of saying that, but if they win here against Wisconsin, which you've said has a tough defense, mm-hmm. then you might go full-blown like, hey, Michigan could beat Ohio State this year. I'm, I'm willing to look at Michigan and consider them for goodness. Take them a little bit more serious? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, college football's just been wild this year. So we'll take a look at... Michigan this weekend and determine like are you actually good or have you just been beating up bad teams? Bad teams and you play Rutgers and it's like twenty to thirteen. We'll see what you can do next week. Yeah. Even people tried to get like excited about Rutgers. Like, oh, come on, <laughs> stop, get some help. <laughs> that's that's what's going on in that game. But I, I'll take Michigan in that one too. But also, uh, big country, we have NFL football on tonight. Yes, sir. And what a game do we have? I'm so glad that they picked this one. For the primetime game. I'm just so excited. The Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence will visit Joe Burrow and the Bengals uh, in Cincinnati. I do joke, like, this is obviously not a good matchup. But I've kind of heel-turned on these terrible Thursday night games. Because if it weren't for these terrible Thursday night games, I wouldn't watch a single Jaguars game all year. (laughs) This is my one chance to see you. (laughs) Here's your one chance, Fancy. Don't let me down. Okay? Even, like, the Bengals, like... They're another team, kind of like Michigan. It's like, ah, I'm willing to see what you got. You beat the Steelers. Okay, let's take a look at you. And it is also a fun matchup of Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. The you know matchup that we got a couple of years ago in college football. Uh, the Bengals are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, which is a large spread in the NFL. And I think they cover. 
I am just, I'm sorry. I know we have Jaguar listeners and like Urban Meyer supporters. I'm not that guy, pal. You got no. the wrong podcast. <laughs> I'm currently out on Urban Meyer as an NFL head coach. I still think he's going to be great when he uh, eventually ends back up in college, probably at USC. Uh, but for now in the NFL, I think he's just overmatched. And that team, that roster's not good either. So Joe Burrow's looked very good so far. I think Jamar Chase gets loose for probably a couple big plays. Yeah. I, I think that this could be – I mean, that secondary is – they just traded away CJ Henderson. Bad. And then Trey Henderson, uh, what? Herndon, excuse me, is out as well. I just couldn't like read all of a sudden. My brain, Words again. My brain's like, hey, bub, that ain't coming out. <laughs> like I was reading it in my mind, but my mouth Henderson wouldn't talk. I was like, I don't know this has been happening to me. Like, I don't know what's going on. It's probably all that damn coffee. But like drink. you said earlier with, uh, with Graham Mertz, like, hey, it's throwing more interceptions than touchdowns. That's the same thing for Trevor Lawrence. Granted, yeah. the NFL's a lot tougher. Graham Mertz probably isn't going to be going. Trevor there. Lawrence is not used to losing. I no, know those I mean, are. He's tweet, got five touchdowns out. and seven interceptions, and it's just how many interceptions do you think he throws tonight? Uh, well, Jesse Bates is not playing, mm-hmm. so I assume that would be one. I bet he still throws at least. I'm going to say one, one and a half. I'm going to say one. So put the over under at one and a half. Yep, I'll take the under. I think he throws one. I do too. He's just he's got to, but I, <laughs> I think he'll play a. Not more conservative. Nice. I think he's just going to start progressing. It would be nice to see that offense put together like a complete game instead of just at some point crumbling. Like uh, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. It's like I what mean, do you even do to get that offense going? Get like, Lavishia Chenault involved. Like, I don't. I thought that was he like the perfect guy for this team, and it's just yeah. we haven't fucking seen shit from him. Yeah, and I got him on all my fantasy teams. Saying, Man, this guy's going to butt like blow up. You, uh, you and your fantasy teams, bud. Man, I just. I, I don't want to call you hope. out, but there is like every year you're like, I'm picking up this guy late. He's about to blow up. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a year behind. Like, I'm a year ahead of it. Uh huh. Usually. So there's hope for the next year when probably you have a new head coach <laughs> and Urban's gone. But for this game, I'm, I'm taking Cincinnati. Like you said, they're favored by seven and a half. I'm taking that as well. I want to see Joe Burrow in this offense explode even more than they did last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we know has a good defense. Jacksonville Jaguars do not. So I would love to see Cincinnati just blow them out of the water and people look at this team and go, okay, hey, they might be in some serious contention for this division. Now, granted, you still have the Cleveland Browns to deal with. I don't mention Baltimore because just realistically, I have a feeling at some part maybe things just kind of start to fall apart. And Baltimore? At, at some time, things will fall apart well, this year. Because um, I just feel like Lamar so Jackson much. Lamar practice again. Yeah, like so much weight is just on Lamar right now, and we're three weeks into the season. And these are tough wins. And granted, you have Rashad Bateman coming in this year, or this week, mm-hmm. and you have Sammy Watkins, who's remained healthy, which is good. But like, you still got a lot of season I think Ravens left. fans feel about Sammy Watkins. There were high expectations there They're for probably Sammy. loving him right now. I mean, he's not fucking up, and he's not hurt. I also wonder if he's like if he's living up he's, to the hype there. I think he's the only receiver they got. I, don't I know, think their expectations still, were that high in terms of a receiver. Man, it felt like it. He's he has twelve catches for two hundred yards and no touchdowns through three games. I feel like people expected more. I have no idea. I'm just basing this off of all the tweets that I saw of like Ravens finally got wide receiver one in Baltimore. <laughs> I'm like pump the brakes. Like yeah, they drafted Let's take Rashad it Bateman. Ease, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, we'll see. But I do think you're right with Baltimore. So much is on Lamar Jackson's plate right now. 
And we'll see. Like, maybe they're holding him out in practice. It's like, hey, you know the offense. You don't really need to practice. You yeah. can't risk you getting hurt. Just take We don't need the... a non-contact ACL injury. Rest is <laughs> important. Take it. Yeah. No more flips into the end zone. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's it for our, our, our pick em games. And don't forget about our great sponsors, Gunspot. Visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun ammo needs they also have those great live auctions it's one of the only websites i'm still able to browse through today via my <laughs> technical difficulties yeah you've just been visiting some weird sites i guess uh, another site you that you know could that's visit. like some i'm worried about people thinking that. yeah i mean i do that just from go my phone god damn it <laughs> that's not what i thought you were gonna go <laughs> oh sorry i visit gunspot.com from my phone yeah is what i Meant, I don't know. I thought like another site you might mention is minersmono.com. Oh, okay. Get a new look. You know, it's pumpkin patch season. That's where your gal's going to want to go. She's going to want to take a ton of pictures. You're going to have to look fresh. Need a new look. Look good. Minersmono.com for you guys. Use code MikeDup10 for 10% off. Yep. A great, another one of those great sites that I can also browse. That's good. It's the large ones that I can't go to. Like, why am I blocked from NFL.com right now? I'm glad that's the website you mentioned. A good large site that you mentioned. What did you think I was going to mention? ESPN. Oh, yeah. Also, can't go there. That's tough. Can't go to there. That's a good site, though. Or my uh, third favorite website. AP Top 25 poll. <laughs> like I to visit that, that site. Yep. Yeah. Looking through some of my other bookmarks, I can go to The Athletic. Okay. Um, other bookmarks, I can go to p- all of them. <laughs> uh, but let's get into some basketball talk because some players will not be able to go to their favorite arena and it's just such a weird situation. And this is so, like, it's so NFL of the NBA to do this. To be like, just wait until the last fucking minute and then be like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get some stuff together. We'll figure this out. There have been so many players that will not be able to play in games in New York City and San Francisco where the Golden State Warriors play. And they also will not be paid for those games. So a couple guys that are going to be affected by this is Kyrie Irving, who plays for the Nets. In New York City, they say you have to be vaccinated to play or participate in some indoor activities, basketball being one of them. Similar story for Andrew Wiggins and the Warriors. These guys won't be able to play in home games. They won't be able to get paid for home games. It's just such a weird situation. And I, like, whatever, your body, your choice on the vaccine. If I'm losing millions of dollars... I'm not even thinking twice about this thing. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand the argument with it. I'm right not now. losing any money, and I already did. It. <laughs> like, they're like, "Yeah, get a third one." I'm like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm doing it." I mean, as you were talking, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, man, like everyone that argues against it, it's like every political leader and every person on the leadership level has a vaccine. Yeah, and we're down here at the bottom <laughs> of the totem pole, and we're like, "Nah, man, I ain't freaking doing it." Entire military's vaccinated. Your leaders are vaccinated. I, again, and it's just wanna. like, hey, man. Appreciate your support. Sorry you're dying. I don't want to make it a political podcast. No. Like, the vaccine, I don't think, should be one. But it's so weird to see guys like Ted Cruz, who's vaccinated, to the best of my knowledge, be like, I stand with Kyrie Irving and all these other players. It's just, politics are so dumb. Yeah, it's like, man, I got to get involved in his fan base. If I get him in his fan base, that's a shit ton of votes for when when I run for president. Yeah, it's, it's like, just, man, just go back to fucking Cosmo when your state is fucking freezing to death. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't stand some guys. And, like, the thing here with these NBA players, like, 
Carson Wentz did it perfectly, and I heard Joe Taylor make the joke, so I'm not I'm I'm clearly stealing this. Where it's like, hey, I'm just going to listen to the doctors and just move forward with what their advice is. And she's like, I'm glad you chose to listen to those doctors with your two sprained ankles, but they're over <laughs> here like with the other health stuff. And it's like, nah, man, I want to I want to make that decision for me. And it's like same thing with these NBA players. Like you're going to lose millions of dollars mm-hmm. because you're not going to be able to play home games because you don't want the vaccine. And I totally get like your body, your choice goes both ways with everything in life. Keep that in mind as well. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like you're getting, this is your livelihood. Like this is or for and, um, Michael Porter Jr. He had a quote. He's like, for me, I've had COVID twice. Yes. Uh, So I saw how my body reacted. And although the chances are slim with the vaccine, there's still a chance you could have a bad reaction to it. Man, I don't know. I just listen to, I guess, your doctors. I can't imagine a doctor being like, hey, vaccines are bad. I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've spent my whole life. I'm $100,000 in debt, like learning this stuff. And the guys that made it, like... You have an idea like we've done the this the information's there can you really trust them we got like the world's best doctors like, hey ever. this the vaccine was kind of built off of another vaccine so like we kind of understood like what some concerns might be and everything seems to be fine mm-hmm. nobody threw a fit when i started teaching and had to go get uh, vaccinated no same when i went to school you think <laughs> i wanted right. to get freaking shot then no the nurse was like, hey, just turn the other way and blow the candles up to your birthday cake. That's I was like, thing, I ain't got man. no fucking birthday cake. She's it's like, just blow. It's not November. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's freaking March. It's, it is. It's crazy. It's August, excuse me. It's crazy that these uh, NBA players are, like, that they don't have any protocols in place. And then the NBA and the Players Association is still trying to, like, figure it out. And at first I thought, like, man, this is going to be a huge advantage for some of these teams. Like, imagine you're the Golden State Warriors. And – you know, you're hosting the Nuggets and Michael Porter, like, can't play. Or, you know, some of their other stars can't play. I don't know who's vaxxed and who's not. But the dumber thing about this is... <laughs> the dumber thing. It's so stupid. If you're, like, a member of the Denver Nuggets, so Michael Porter Jr. has come out and said, I'm not vaccinated. Colorado doesn't have any laws about, like, vaccines in basketball. He can still travel to Golden State and play. Yeah, but Andrew Wiggins can't. So like that's a, like one of those things. And uh, if people are kind of getting annoyed, stupid with like the the vaccine takes here. I'm I'm sorry, but it's just like it's our opinion. You have your opinion. That's awesome. We still love you. Appreciate you for listening. I just but, like want it that to make is sense. that is stupid. <laughs> it's like hey, if you live here, can't fucking play. If you come from out of town, I hope you enjoy your time here. Well, enjoy everything. Enjoy every part of the city that you want. Enjoy yeah. the arena. Enjoy playing. But the guy that lives here, Andrew Wiggins. He's not gonna. He won't be playing against you today. Yeah. Oh, are you from out of state? Drive however fast you want here. Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? It is. It's so confusing. But also, like, I'm looking at Kyrie Irving. This dude's gonna miss some games for this. Oh, I mean, if he's missing and games I, I for birthday <laughs> parties, like this is just another thing. It was like, yeah, dude, I've already made my money. I've already won championships. See ya. Yeah. You guys have fun this week. I do hope they figure it out quickly because I am. I know that we've spent a lot of time this segment on it. I'm pretty tired of the vaccine talk. Yeah. And I don't think we're changing people's minds. Like, whatever your opinion is of it three weeks ago is going to be your opinion of it three weeks from now. And that's kind of like what I said. Like, not trying to piss anybody off. You have your reasonings and opinions. I have mine. Mm -hmm. We're all still alive. We're enjoying the world. I married a girl from a different political party than what I vote for. Now, it didn't work out. (laughs) But it wasn't because of politics. Yeah. 
Like, I know, I like, I get the difference of politics, but I've never been the person that's like, oh, you have a different mindset on politics. And I know other people are different, and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to try and understand your point of view, but I'm also aware of, like, I'm not going to be able to change your mind today, next week, or whatnot. Let's just find what we have mutual interest in, and we'll build off of that. I agree with you. But also in NBA news, I, I saw Russell Westbrook had some tweets, or not tweets, quotes, uh, as well about how he is uh, dead set on pushing Anthony Davis every day, every game, every practice. And I don't know if, like, if I'm a Lakers fan, I don't know if that excites me like it should. And maybe that's just me being a pessimist. Did this come from Russ? Yeah. It's I like, wonder- why does Anthony Davis need pushed every day? You are in the NBA. You know what? You're asking that question? I bet Anthony Davis is asking the same question. Like, why the fuck are you going to push me? Like, I'm I'm – one of the best NBA, like one of the best players in the league. We've already won a championship here. You're going to come in and push me? Like, hey, bub, that's going to be annoying. Like, that is going to get annoying. And that might be why he's had issues with other teammates. Like with Westbrook. James Harden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, you're going to come in and push me, bro? I'm yeah. averaging a triple-double on the MVP candidate like the last three years. Why are you pushing me? Well, that's even- coming from James Harden. So like, I do wonder if this is Russ trying to be like the ultimate teammate and he's just going to come off the wrong way. I hope he doesn't, but – I wonder yeah, if that yeah I mean, he definitely he rubs people the wrong way. He's, he's had multiple teammates kind of decide not to play with him mm-hmm. anymore. So I do think something's up there. The common denominator in that is Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. Even with Bradley Beal, he was trying to get Bradley Beal to leave Washington. And Beal was like, nope, I'm good. You want to go, go. <laughs> I'm going to stay here, though. It's my team now. And, but that's just been like every stop. Yeah. Every stop. Kevin Durant, take it back to OKC. Harden, maybe with LeBron, it's not necessarily encouraged, but like accepted because LeBron's kind of been the same way, like with the stops in Miami and Cleveland, like kind of rubbed Kyrie the wrong way because LeBron wanted. I blame Kyrie for that. Yeah, but I like again. I wonder, and trying to cut you off there, it's just I wonder if there's somewhere maybe it works where LeBron can kind of play the middleman to both of them. Well, I was gonna say that similar to that, I I think LeBron doesn't want to be the bad guy that has to push. Anthony Davis every day. Yeah. Right. Hey, got to practice. Got to get healthy. Got to get the most out of you. Russell Westbrook has no problem being that dude. So maybe that was part of, you know, LeBron bringing in Russ was, I, I kind of need a, a villain. Like, yeah, like a Not side a conversation. Villain, but like, I need that dog in the locker room to be like, dog. your ass is going to practice today. <laughs> you, oh, your little sprained ankle. You can't play. No, get your shit together. Get your jersey on. We're going to play. Russell do that. I don't think LeBron will. Uh, I don't know if he – I mean, he might. I don't think it's thing. a negative. That's just not his no, personality. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, like, back to his time with Cleveland both both times and in Miami. But I just think LeBron's kind of one of those guys who leads by example. Yeah. And it's just yeah, so like maybe smart Maybe to some game. under – not as respected players. Yeah. You know, like, you'll do that to Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> but I don't think that he would to Anthony Davis. He's not going to motherfuck his teammates to practice like Kobe Bryant. No, like which LeBron's not. A going lot to. of people respect that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I know, definitely would. I look at those videos of Kobe or even Michael Jordan and the way they treated their teammates, and like I'm like, wow, that's an alpha dog. You As motherfuckers a are storming stuff. Player, <laughs> no chance. I want any part of that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm just not built that. I way. would be so pissed. I'd be like, man, get out of here! Like, you're already putting up 60 shots a game. Like, just take it easy one day. But it's <laughs> yeah. the reason why you're the freaking goat. So, yeah. But I'm excited to see the NBA season come around. And the whole Michael Porter Jr. is one of the biggest stars in the NBA thing. 
this happening last night. Oh. It's like TMZ, stay in your lane. Read your tweet. It was a good <laughs> yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, it's just tell me you don't watch the NBA without telling me you don't watch the NBA. I think Michael Porter Jr. is good, mm-hmm. and he is emerging. And he just signed a giant Maybe that's contract. what they would have said. One of the emerging stars in the NBA. Yep, 100% on board with that one. It, vaccine status, irregardless. But also, $200 million. It seemed a little pricey for it me. It did. Mm-hmm. This guy's dealing with back injuries since he was in high school. Yeah. Couldn't even play. Did he play at all at Mizzou? Uh, I think two I think games. He played, it, yeah. he played like two games and just, I mean, ran through that campus they gave him like the welcome to mizzou mm-hmm. here you go i'm not on camera so i don't know why i'm waving like people can see me but it's Open like door like go have some fun bub uh-huh. and he did i know some friends that went to mizzou and i've heard the stories and uh he enjoyed his time there without playing basketball so no hate no respect it bro. i would have i would have done it too they didn't do that for me when i uh went play to on play okay <laughs> Uh, not the not the same status. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, Michael Porter Jr. getting a massive contract, and we'll see what other guys uh, start to get their contracts negotiated too. James Harden is one that I keep like looking for every day, seeing if he's going to extend. I think he will. When, when was his date again? I think it's right before the season starts, so maybe like October eighteenth is the deadline. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was the thirteenth or the eighteenth, but. I don't know if they have like a rule where it's like, hey, you have to do this before the season starts. But I was looking at a couple of the guys who are free agents and when their like deadline is, a lot of them for extensions is right around that same time as the start of yeah. the season. I'm not as familiar with NBA contracts, but hey, maybe it's something same. we just learn together moving forward. So look yeah. at us. I think James Harden will resign with the Nets. Kyrie, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, after this year, I would not be surprised at all if Kyrie just hangs it up. It's like, I'm done. Really? He's already I thought about retiring. He's already like in the bubble. Was like I don't think we should play. He's missed games for family birthdays and other you know situations. He's yeah. disappeared on him. I just don't know if he wants to play. Like, no hate towards him. I get yeah. it. I I knew a really good athlete in high school, and she was getting looks for like volleyball and basketball to go play college, and she said no. She just didn't want to do it anymore. So I get it. Some people just don't want to do it mm-hmm. anymore. Maybe that's Kyrie. Maybe he's done. Maybe he's going to do a whole Dave Chappelle. Like, I'm tired of living in the spotlight. I just want to go off and do my own thing. But I would not be surprised at all if we see Kyrie Irving retire at the end of the year. Do you or think we mid-year. <laughs> Within the calendar year. <laughs> You're not going to let me coach today? I'm freaking done. Yeah. I only got 12 looks in the post. I'm <laughs> yeah. out of here. Do you think it could be one of those situations that if he does retire, like, would we hear from him anymore? Or would he just kind of disip- like, <clears throat> be away? I shouldn't say disappear, but like just no longer be a focal point <coughs> in the world of sports. He seems like the kind of guy to me that would like maybe retire for a couple years and then come back. That makes sense. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> All right, let's drop some sponsors in here. Segment number three. Uh, the greatest happy hour, big country, you're wearing your happy hour shirt. I am. Today. I didn't spill any coffee on it, so it's, uh, uh, it's been a good one. But the greatest happy hour in the world is at Club 609 with their two-for-one drink specials. $2 draft pours. I was in there last night uh, talking about those Chad nachos. I had to do it. I didn't do it for lunch. I had to do it for dinner. Let me tell you, they still slap. Is that what they say? That's what a lot of people are saying. I like that. Usually people below the age of 21. Not now. Now it's above the age of 30. Yeah, I'm bringing you. it up, <laughs> not back. I'm bringing it up. Look at you. Yeah. I respect that. I really do. Next up, downtown Lou Marketer and the boys uh, pride themselves on getting you in and out 
on the same business day, and they're more than just tires and lubes, but that is exactly what they specialize in. It's in the name, Downtown Lube. So be sure to go visit their website, downtownlube.com. Once again, that is downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Are you purposefully saying in and out with the lube ad read? Uh, you know what? I'm not, but that's impressive. Look at me go. <laughs> Something to think about. Uh, I did want to talk about some of these NFL some NFL news, I guess. I don't even know really what to say. I labeled this segment Troubled Past because, <laughs> man, like, there's some shit going on in the NFL, and it's like, well, you were maybe allegedly a piece of shit. You were maybe allegedly a piece of shit. And you are maybe allegedly a piece of shit. But Antonio Brown has been activated uh, from the COVID list. It looks like he's going to play this weekend. I don't know if you heard this because no one's talking about it. It's just really, it's gone under the radar all week. Tom Brady is returning to New England this weekend Holy to play the shit. Patriots. Yeah, it's like that why is, is this weekend? Why is that not dominating on FS1 or you know, Colin Cowherd, Dan Patrick, ESPN? Yep. No one. Why are we not getting any like special graphics made for it or videos mm-hmm. or you know, Belichick's doing these interviews. Ask him about it every day. I mean, Ask yeah. Tom Brady about what's it like to be back in New England. These are the questions that I need answered. Like the Foxborough, like are you going to be heading to the stadium and just have like all this, mm-hmm. just these memories come flooding back? No one's asking about it. No one. No one has talked about it all week. But I, that's definitely a storyline to watch this weekend. And Antonio Brown of the Bucks will be activated. He's a guy that I I picked up on my fantasy team. I've, I've said that before. I'm not going to play him this week because I do want to see how he recovers. Yeah. From Did even- you see what Bruce Arian? I think it was yesterday, or the day before. He was like, hey, uh, Antonio Brown will be activated this week. It's been 10 days, so no matter what, he will be here tomorrow. And it was like, uh, okay. Not real sure you make those rules, yeah. Bruce. <laughs> it was like, that's the protocol, 10 days. It's like, is he, is he negative? Is he positive? <laughs> right. 10 days, HIPAA. doesn't matter. HIPAA. And, he can't and Bruce tell Arians you. <laughs> will MFU like, till the sun goes down. He does not care. No, he really doesn't. The but- more stories I hear about that guy, the more I realize like he just – cusses just absurdly oh all the time he has like a reputation for it yeah and i he does even in like press conferences too yeah i've heard it get bleeped out but yeah he does he just he really doesn't care and as being such a family-oriented guy i feel like that maybe just kind of mellowed down not him he just gets more pissed <laughs> motherfucking grandchild wants motherfucking cereal what birthday i don't care <laughs> motherfucking six in the morning i gotta prepare for the patriots uh but also in buccaneers news was that richard sherman signed and i don't know man like people deserve a second chance so it's really it's weird though that video of him coming out last what last month a month or two ago it was bad yeah uh, of him trying to get into the house of i believe his wife uh and father-in-law i believe mm-hmm. right yeah it was bad and uh i do want to say people deserve a second chance and with richard Sher- sherman for the most part like i don't think he's caused any problems other than this that I know of. But it is, it's just kind of weird that the NFL continues to say we don't really care about who you are off the field. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry if you hear me straining. I, I, I worked out this morning. I, I work out, yeah. Uh, and my legs cramping a little bit. Are you? <laughs> you <hear> me? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. But in terms of Richard Sherman, <laughs> man, this is brutal is right it a now. Hammy? Yeah. 
I'm, you got to stand up and stretch it. I can't. I'm good right now. I think I'm in a spot where my leg is just wedged. I mean, you're just desk. creaking the shit out of your chair right now. I'm. I'm. I am sorry, but with the Rich Sherman news, I do wonder how much of a factor he can bring to this team in terms of defense. Like, how good is he still? Like, he didn't look awful in San Francisco. I get that. You've had the trouble to pass, like you mentioned here at the segment, which is a tremendous name for the segment, by the way. Um, again, how much of a difference can he bring to this team and to this defense, and how does he respond to the questions that he's inevitably going to be asked in the press conference if right. he is allowed to speak to the media or when? I know he, he released the news via a podcast. Like he started a podcast and released it that way. I also wonder how's he going to do if he's not running that cover three defense that he's done. His entire career. That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, he's getting older. Even, I, I think, towards the end of his run in San Francisco, he was more of a mentor role than a solid, like, on-field corner. Yeah. But which is still valuable to bring in, especially with Tampa Bay. They do have a young secondary. It's a little beat up right now. So I understand, like, the on-field signing of bringing him in. And I, I don't, like, hate on the Buccaneers for doing it. That's pretty, like can't do that as a Chiefs fan. <laughs> it's hard to be like, you guys shouldn't sign that player. He's <laughs> a piece of shit when Frank Clark is still on roster. Yeah. There's been some reports come out with his last, uh, like him getting pulled over in LA. The Uzi Frank? Yeah. <laughs> Uzi Frank? God I didn't it. see any. I haven't seen any so recent reports on him. Uh, I guess his first, the first time he got pulled over was because he didn't have a, a license plate on the front of the car. But the second time, there was just, like, no reasonable cause. Oh, really? It was just, like, kind of like, I think, one of those profiling deals. Yeah, driving while black. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. And so they're kind of looking at it, I was like, well, hey, maybe nothing's going to come out of this because he just straight up got profiled by the police. This world, man. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> I mean, granted, he's driving around with a gun in his car. It's not supposed to be. But yeah, probably shouldn't do that. But also, yeah. definitely shouldn't just be like, ah, I'm going to pull this guy over. Yep. See what's happening there. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, that's that's shitty to do. But Richard Sherman signs Antonio Brown back. And then how about this one? There's still Deshaun Watson news in the NFL. And it seems like the Miami Dolphins, it keeps heating up and heating up. That more people think that this could be something that happens in season. And again, to make I mean, this segment troubled past, troubled current uh, for him. Yeah. The biggest hang up with the Deshaun Watson stuff is not the pending allegations, which is some bullshit. But that's the NFL for you. That's, I mean, the league that I've been watching pretty much my whole life. They just don't care about what you've done off-field. Again, the quote, if Hannibal Lecter was good at football, we'd say he had an eating disorder uh, and not be a murderer. But, you know, so many of these guys continue to play. The biggest hang-up is on uh, how many draft picks they want to give up. And I'm sure that for the Houston Texans, you still want as many as you can get, but... For the Miami Dolphins, I, I don't know what – the asking price used to be three first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard Jay Glazer say that they'd been offered three ones and three threes for Deshaun Watson, and they turned that down in the past. But now they are a little bit more open to receiving calls. You know, uh, early in this whole process last offseason, you heard the Texans were not even taking calls. Yeah. They were just hanging up or not answering, not talking about Deshaun Watson. Now they're taking calls. So I do wonder if we see him get traded before the deadline. Yeah, I mean, that's coming up in, like, I know it's week four, but granted. Yeah, what is the deadline? Week six, week seven? Week eight. That was close. 
You, you, won, you went up one more, you'd be there. <laughs> yeah. Six, seven, eight. If you wouldn't have interrupted me. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't think you did, but I do wonder if he gets traded in season. I mean, is there any way that they – if they, so they've already been offered the three ones and the three threes. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Houston's calling that team back going, hey, uh, is that offer still on the table? And that team's like, hey, bub, mm-mm, we're fine. Yeah. But, I mean, is the only team that's – I know we're talking about Miami. Is that the only team that's, like, involved with this then? I think currently, yeah. But if, you know, the Eagles, I, I've said how much I love Jalen Hurts. You got a lot of first-round picks. Yeah. If you can go get Deshaun Watson. And trade Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Or, I mean, he's cheap. He's a second-round pick. Keep him. Yeah. I, I, don't, mean, I don't think you're upset if you have to keep Jalen Hurts. He's a good locker room guy. He's a good leader. But if you could flip him and get some more picks, yeah, I, I th- would I just think hurt. You could get a second, third round pick for him for sure. I was just thinking in terms of the the trade involvement with Houston, but I guess if you're doing it this year, like yeah. you're still going to want to have a quarterback for the remainder of the year. Well, and even with um, the Dolphins, the Texans have come out and been like, I don't, I say come out, I don't think it's like out there news, but yeah. they've said behind closed doors, we don't want to. And that I mean that really hurts any trade package that Miami could offer. Yeah, because be now it. you have to have Tua and Deshaun. Well, and, and ideally, teams are looking at Tua, going, "This dude can't stay healthy." Yeah, so I mean, ideally, you would give up like Tua and two first round picks. Yeah, and be like, hey, we're good, right? But that's not what the Texans want. They'd rather have the three first round picks, and that's where you know a team like the Eagles could swoop in, pun intended, three first round picks and Jalen Hurts. I'll take that over. <laughs> I might take that over three first-round picks and Tua. If you're Miami, are you eventually going to have to offer three ones, a three this year, and a two next year? Uh, maybe. I think that offering, that price is going to go down. Okay. I just think that would be so I think a much. lot of teams are calling the Texans bluff. on like, yeah, we're not giving you three first. Yeah. Not for a guy that might not ever play again. And a guy that we know doesn't already want to be there. So mm-hmm. he's never going to play for you again, no yeah. matter what. And remember, he is not suspended. No. Not from the he's Texans. He's just getting not paid. Not from the league. He's just not active. So, I mean, that is another just completely weird situation to monitor. But it does, uh, it seems like that is heating up a little bit, that there could be some in-season trades. Another guy uh, that I saw yesterday, Marcus May of the Jets, their safety, Mm -hmm. got injured, and his agent tweeted out, he'll be good by the trade deadline. He'll be healthy by the trade deadline. (laughs) It's like... Getting another safety moved out. Wasn't of it just like a big deal that he wasn't getting a contract extension from them? Yeah, he's. I think he was franchise tagged. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, sorry. I don't blame him, though. No. Get me the hell away from and that I'm not putting. I'm not putting any stock into this year on uh, Zach Wilson. Just like, I don't think anything he does this year should be taken. Like, this should be the COVID year, right? It's, yeah, it's almost like a red shirt year. Exactly. Like, next year is going to be your rookie year, too. Because right now, there's just nothing good for you right now. I don't no, know if Robert Solid makes it by the end of, like, next season. I think he will because he's a first-year coach. And that roster is but terrible. the defense has been terrible, too. Like, there's been yeah. nothing good on this team whatsoever. But I think it's the worst roster in football. Yeah. So, I think Sala is safe. But... um Nagy, Matt Nagy with the Bears, I think he could be fired in season. I mean, he I might think, be next week if they freaking lose. Well, I, was say, Detroit, I think I Joe believe. Judge's days are numbered. Who think gets fired first? Matt Nagy or Joe Judge? Uh, who was the coach before Judge? Was it Kyle Shermer? Was not he Kyle, there for Pat, Pat Shermer. Yeah. 
for a little Kyle's bit. Kyle's the son, the quarterback. Uh, I think he was. I think he was there for like a year or something, two years. It was like two. I think you're right, though. But I remember hearing that the Mara, is it the Mara family that owns mm-hmm. the Giants? They don't like firing coaches in season because they like to be respectful for it and give them a fair yep. chance. And da, 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 da. But at the same time, like it's, it's clearly not working out. Like, and I think for, you're starting to lose your players there, too. You know, sometimes we say, like, the coach loses yeah. the locker room. I think Joe Judge has lost the locker room. It's like we, could, we heard the murmurs with Matt Patricia in Detroit, right, because some of those players were just so aggravated, mm-hmm. and they were vocal to the reporters and stuff. But, like, I don't feel like I've heard that at all from the Giants players. So I don't know if it's just them being respectful or if it's just the media looking at Joe Judge going, like, yeah. hey, this guy's just a fool because he, he's making them run laps. And, and But could the players be like, hey, we actually respect this guy? And he's doing what he would, needs to to kind of rebuild everything. But with Detroit, or? it was like you didn't hear about it until those players left. That's true. You know, it was like Quandre Diggs got traded and mm-hmm. you know, some of those other guys who was at Slay. And I was like, yeah, hated that. So glad to be away from that organization. I, I think it would be very similar. And and that sucks like, for Kenny Galladay then because he went from Matt Patricia to now Joe Judge. He's like, yeah, I'm freaking hurt again. Fuck this. You just – it's bad picking, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, do better. That was Take kind the of money, but like, ugh. Yeah, but he's got a big contract there, so he'll be there for a while. He's already shown frustration on the sidelines. Yeah, at Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, it's going to be so Giants that they to fire Jason. Joe Judge and hire Jason Garrett. I don't wish that. I know we do have some Giants fans that listen. I'm, I hope that doesn't happen for you. I hope Brian Dable gets like to pick where he goes. Like, oh, if it shouldn't. doesn't work with Urban Meyer and Jackson was like, okay, this guy's available, either come here and work with Trevor Lawrence or Brian Dable is going to go to Chicago and work with Justin Fields. Who are some other other teams you think might open up? Um, I, I think the Giants and the Bears. Yep. I, I'm, I'm going to go from the bottom up here. Washington's fine, Tennessee's fine, Tampa's fine, Seattle. I wonder how much Pete Carroll has left, to be honest, because he's old. If they have a bad season, which I don't think they will, then I think it could get into yeah. a, a situation. Kyle Shanahan's fine. Mike Tomlin's fine. They just need a quarterback. Sirianni's new. The the Jets, like you said, solid first year. So really, it's going to be Miami. I wonder. No, Brian Flores is fine. I mean, it's really going to be Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. Does he stay another year? Houston just hired a new quarter, uh, a new coach. Detroit's new. You know, another team Denver, to watch is like, going to be – If they um, fall apart, Vic Fangio. Yeah, he was already kind of on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. But they've started out so good. Uh, they have Indianapolis everyone, Colts job. They're think, very bad so far. All in three. So? I think it could happen. If they're bad, like if they're a top ten pick, I think you could, could see him keep get an fired. Eye on. I feel like he'd be hired immediately somewhere else then. He probably could be. Because like, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, he went there thinking he was going to coach Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck said, hey, man, sorry. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually out. out. And yeah. then you gave him Jacoby Brissett and Carson Wentz. Two sprain? Did you hear uh, Duffy say that? He's been not. saying it. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> Instead of two chains, it's two sprain? That's uh, that's your guy. That's hilarious. Carson Wentz. Two sprain? <laughs> I think that job could open up. I, Chicago definitely will. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything salvaging that. And I think the Giants also will. I do wonder if Arizona, like you mentioned with the Colts, like if Arizona just starts to crumble again here through the year because, I mean, their next three games are the Rams, San Francisco, and Cleveland. Yeah. And then they get Houston, Green Bay. With Arizona, they're going to be so middle of the road. They're like Cliff Kingsbury's doing enough to keep that job for a while. I mean, it would really have to fall fall apart, and they look pretty good so far. So we've really broken it down to, again, Chicago, the Giants – 
Who else did you mention? Maybe Denver if everything falls apart with Vic Fangio. And the Colts. And the Colts. Okay. Just because they've also been playing bad. I do think Reich is a good coach. Mm-hmm. But if you're not winning games, like, sorry about That's you. That's going to be tough. Yeah. But uh, most coaches are safe. It felt like we had so many new coaches get hired last year. And so many coaches that we thought might get fired didn't. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, who would you rather have, the Bears job or the Giants job? The Bears, 100%. Yeah, I, I don't think it's much of a question. Yeah, just because they already have the That's quarterback. That's how bad the Giants And they have, like, they have Allen Robinson. Hopefully, if that offense gets things clicking, he wants to stay because he's franchise tagged right now, correct? But I don't know, though, because if you look at that defense for the Giants, they're still decently young. Some of those guys are there. You look at Chicago, that defense is getting old. Like, at some point, you're going to have to move on from yep. Khalil Mack. Roquan Smith, you have a linebacker. He With hasn't Giants, really lived I mean, up to the hype that we thought was all going to be there. You're but. almost getting a fresh start. Yeah. Because if they're firing their coach, it's probably because their quarterback's not playing good. Yep. So I think if you're firing the coach, you're moving on from Daniel Jones as well. What are you doing with Saquon? I'll tell you what I would do. Shop him. <laughs> I would be trying to trade him. And I like Saquon. He's just, dude, is always hurt. And I don't know that having a good running back like that, like you're going to have to pay him mm-hmm. or trade him. I mean, and when you pay him, like I know we've talked about this before, you're gonna have to pay him a lot of money mm-hmm. because he is very, very athletic. Oh yeah. And the injury, like the ACL injury, I know that was kind of one of those deals that was out of his control. It just happens. And then the year before was the ankle, and he came back soon. But it, like, still though, like, this dude, kind of what I've been saying with Lamar Jackson, like so much has been asked of Saquon Barkley. I think here. he's still got so much potential mm-hmm. that you know a team with a good offensive line might say like, yeah, we'll buy him cheap. You want a second-round pick for him? I don't know who that sure. would be, though. Because I feel like if you have a good offensive line, the running back you have is good enough to where it's like, eh. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, <laughs> the 49ers. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd, that'd be, be a nightmare situation for the whole NFC. I was just thinking Seattle because like, Chris Carson's always getting hurt to end the year. He's another one of those fantasy guys that people will, like, tweet you your fan- their fantasy team and then draft me. I picked up Chris Carson. Dude's going to go off this year. Or he's going to be Chris Carson again. Yeah, until you need him the most in the freaking championship game. And he's like week 15 and 16. He's like, ah, man, I'm banged up. I'm out for six weeks. Yeah. Missing the playoffs. I, w- I would love to see the 49ers have a good running back. That's Trey Sherman, dog. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Picked him also up in hurt. fantasy. Didn't do freaking shit. Saquon would be the ultimate 49ers running back. Very good. Probably going to be hurt, though. He's going to rush for 180 yards one week. Zero yards the next week. Snip, snap, snip, snap. About what he's doing now. Yeah, uh, pretty much. But him behind a good offensive line would be scary. And with running backs, I don't know that you can pay him. If you're the Giants, man, I do. I like him. But paying him that much money, you have so many other holes to fill. You can't be out there paying a running back. I wonder if they look at it those like, well, we're not going to be paying Daniel Jones. We're going to get another guy on a rookie contract. So, Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys paid Zeke, and a lot of people hated on that one. He looked pretty damn good last week, though. Boy, did he. Yeah, and it's not my money, so I really don't care what they do with it. I'm not going to be, like, outraged on Twitter like some people are who are like, I can't believe you're paying a running back. Yeah, whatever. Who else are you going to freaking pay? Yeah, especially if you're the Giants. <laughs> it's like no matter what they do, you could sway me and be like, yeah, makes sense. Like, who else are you paying? You're getting rid of your quarterback. Your offensive line's young. It's whatever. So you're back to the head coaching subject. You think Joe Judge potentially gets fired this year? I do. I do think that maybe you said this or I thought it. I don't know because it's a weird morning for me. That ownership group probably wouldn't fire somebody in season 
Or if they do, it's going to be within the, you know the last two weeks mm-hmm. or last week. And I'm the one that said that, by the way. Yeah, uh, that was a good job by you. I just want to make sure, like, you know, your brain's working correctly. Is it though? Uh, but I, I think Joe Judge gets fired. I think this might be the situation where the Mara family is like, you know what? Let's go ahead and jump on other candidates. Yeah. Let's look at Brian Dable and see if we can get him to come down here. Which yeah. he should have his pick this year. Yeah, he's upstate. I mean, who knows, dude? Because he, again, with Vic Fangio in Denver, like, yeah, they're off to a 3-0 and start. They're still questionable who's going to be quarterback next year moving forward. Does Teddy Bridgewater keep up this type of play? Does Drew Locke eventually come in at some point during the year? Mm-hmm. Again, they've also played nobody in terms of having yeah. to worry about like a competitive offense. So we don't know how good this team is yet for the Broncos. Yeah, how real you really or, don't. Mm-hmm. What is it, like real or bust? What is it that they call that? I don't know. I don't either. But that's the Broncos right now. Is this a real team where they boom going or bust? bust? Boom or bust. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, sir. Okay. B and B. Look at that. Your brain's working today. Firing that's on all cylinders. Isn't it? Cylinders. <laughs> you, we keep talking about <laughs> Brian Dable. You know whose name we haven't mentioned at all? Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> yep. I, I feel like the know. ship sailed, man. I just I don't know. Like I mean, how many interviews are you gonna have, and no one offers you a job? Like at some point, like again, the common denominator. Is it Eric Bieniemy or is it just teams going, eh, how much of it is Eric Bieniemy and how much of it is Andy Reid? Because we saw what happened with Doug Peterson mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. When Carson Wentz goes down, the offense changes for Nick Foles. And when Carson Wentz is in, nothing is working out. And now we're seeing it with Matt Nagy where offense just blows, yeah. no matter who your quarterback is. I do think that definitely plays into it. I know a lot of people also want to talk about the race issue, but I do think that a small part of it is also seeing Andy Reid pretty much runs that offense but and I, how much success is from Eric Bieniemy. I know the players will come out and be like, man, Eric's so good. I also, like, even as a Chiefs fan, I look back, like, take a step back and think that's just them having the back of their coach. Yeah. Like, they want him to succeed and have that opportunity to be a head coach. I honestly don't know how much success is from Eric Bieniemy versus Andy Reid. I have been realizing a lot lately how much Andy Reid has not necessarily been praising Eric Bieniemy, but has been saying Eric Bieniemy has been calling plays. Because he, yeah. he's already mentioned, he's like, well, he runs all of the meetings, like offense meetings. He's like, if I'm not there, Eric Bieniemy is running team meetings and everything like that. If right. I have something else I need to do. So, like, one, his leadership, like, his responsibilities has gone up. And if he's calling more plays during the game and Andy Reid's like, yep, approve it, let's go. That just goes to show Eric Bieniemy is kind of game planning more of the offense, which has been having success getting down the field until they go, "Hey, look at that left toe," and they shoot it off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're in the red zone. I'm not really sure what to do. And here. that's not Eric Bieniemy's fault. So, <laughs> they, but Bieniemy also kind of rumored for that USC job mm-hmm. too. So I don't know. Maybe that's the route he decides to take. And also, you know, we haven't talked about this all week. Hopefully, Andy Reid's healthy. <laughs> He uh, seems to be fine. He answered his opening press conference the other day, and I said, he's like, well, I'll start with my own injury report. I'm mm-hmm. fine. I'm healthy. Thank you for taking care of me. And he, like, gave props to KU Med and all that. But I, You got to get that piss chart in Big Red's office. <laughs> Are you hydrated, buddy? <laughs> hey, let's let's see. Where's Herman when you need him? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Speaking of the Chiefs, did you see uh, Josh Gordon in that uniform yesterday? Yeah, I don't care. I didn't either. But man, it looked good. Yeah. I that, also saw that little cheese stand in me, man. I know I tweeted it, and you guys, Matt, was like, "Well, what's the best ability?" And I was like, "Availability." Like, I, got I didn't it. see that. So, I saw like uh, Josh Gordon like going through drills yesterday, like warming up and stuff, hanging out with the receivers. And I was like, I forgot how big this dude is. I saw a tweet of him with no shirt on. 
Uh, so I did. I did see that he looks absolutely shredded. Which Again, probably I don't why know. my computer won't work today. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you're doing. Okay, <laughs> tell me you ain't excited. You excited? I'm not at all. But there was he was running some drills and he was hanging out the receivers and I was like, man, I didn't realize how much bigger and taller he was than everybody. And there's a part like in warmups where he's standing next to Daniel Sorensen. I was like, man, this dude is big. And that inner, like that Chiefs fan in me, just as a kid, is like, didn't you say? I know what like- I said. I know what I said. But I was just like, let's fucking go. Six three two twenty five. Yeah, that's that big body receiver I've been begging for the Chiefs to have. Mm-hmm. And again, usually you try to get them before they're thirty one. Yeah, and gone through like several issues of being in the league, not in the league, in the league. Like you talked about a true snip snap. That is it. I believe most of his suspensions were weed related, right? Yep. We're a weed positive podcast, so yes, sir. And they don't, they don't test for that anymore, do so they? So I don't know because he's under the like NFL protocol or whatever. Like, watch. I feel like he's getting daily tested. Say, like, here's your COVID test. Here's your weed. Test. I've heard from like some people was like, yeah, he can do whatever he wants now. Like they don't test for it anymore. And then I've heard other things was like he can't even drink because he's under this like NFL. I don't yeah. know what it's called, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. So it's kind of one of those deals, like, what can he do? What can he do? I do know there's everyone in Kansas City on Twitter is like, hey, no matter how cool or, like, how big of a dealer you are, stay the fuck away from this guy. We are not risking it. And I completely abide by that. Leave him alone. And with Josh Gordon, I am not a believer in him, but I would like to see him have a redemption season. I would, too. Not because he's on my team now. I mean, I even thought that when he was with the Patriots. And he did have some, like, flash plays with him. Mm-hmm. But granted, you really didn't have much else to work with in terms of who the quarterback was. Because I think he was there the year after Tom Brady left. So last year. Or maybe he was there with Brady. Yeah, he was there in 18 for a little bit so and w- 19. So he was there with, with Brady. Brady. Even. It, again, though, with the Patriots offense, it's so hard to learn. Yeah, and that's going to be the same thing with the Chiefs. And Andy Reid, I think, said it yesterday the day before. He was like, hey, it's going to be a little bit before he plays. Yeah, the, like, he's definitely got to play figure this out. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, I'm sure that he's probably stayed in shape. But I think there's a little bit difference for Boy, game shape. freaking jacked. And I know that's a difference be okay between game shape. I'm just – it's that little part of me like the Chiefs fans just excited. I know excited. it's the little part of you that's excited. Get out of here. <laughs> you call me a big country for a reason, bro. I know they've heard you talk, <laughs> but I with Josh Gordon. Hopefully he's good for my team, and also it's just it's kind of shitty that they like heard you talk. Damn, boom roast. <laughs> it's kind of shitty that the reason why he couldn't be in the NFL for a long time is because the dude just likes smoking weed. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like if that's the only thing that like you can't stop doing to go make millions of dollars and succeed in the NFL, mm-hmm. like, that's a you problem, bub. Yeah, and he has dealt with his own issues. Um, off the field, especially in terms of like mental health and handling things, like like some of that's been kind of like kept behind closed doors. But it just even with that, the like doesn't weed help? It's supposed to, but when people are telling you, you can't freaking do it, it's like well, right. Yeah, what, yeah, what am, am I, I supposed, supposed to do? To? Yeah. Be depressed and go drink or smoke some weed? Let them smoke some weed. Yeah, like just take it easy, guys. Yeah. Weed positive podcast. Also a uh, manscaped positive. Yes, sir. Podcast. Make sure you go check them out at manscaped.com. Get your hands on some new trimmers. Use Miked Up 20, save 20% off. Also, their great products, the ball deodorant that they have, is my favorite product that they have. I know that the, everybody looks at the trimmers and they're like, oh, the trimmer, the trimmer. Their trimmers are great. They last a while. Also, the ball deodorant lasts a while, like, all day long. I like the Reviver. kind of gets me a nice little, like, spritz. It, it does. It's like a little, I shouldn't even say like a tingle, but it's like a, we're alive and well, boys. It brings things up. 
Yeah. He's like, let's go. Yeah, so it definitely is. check them out. I'm a shower now. Look at me. <laughs> Miked up 20. Save 20% off at Manscaped. And don't forget about our great car sponsor, too, Roper. Uh, if you're local here to the Joplin area, you can go in there and tell Miked Up sent you. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. <laughs> 